Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, welcome to She Said, She Said. This week's episode is a little shorter than most because I'm working on a few projects and I'm planning to resume interviews in the next couple of weeks. But this week, I wanted to share a little something about the influence that we have, but that we may not always appreciate quite as much. My focus on the topic of influence is about creating a life structure that supports and encourages not just personal and professional growth and the tools that help with that, but that gives you, and honestly me, some specific tools for weathering the challenges that inevitably come. That's really the point of having these great tools and advice, to use it, right? Each week, I'm crowdsourcing some great advice and perspective, and I try to interweave some of my own experiences, including ones where I've lost sight of the ball and how these various tips and advice have actually helped me. And I do that in the hopes that my own experience and the work that I'm doing here will also help you. As I was thinking about this and what to talk to you about this week, I was also thinking about how much influence each of us already has, even when we don't necessarily think about it that way. Every person that we interact with or that we meet or engage with actually provides us with an opportunity for influence, positive or negative. And that includes, perhaps even more than we realize, anyone with whom we spend most of our time. So our kids, our spouse or partner, our colleagues, our coworkers, our friends. I often talk to my kids about what I do here and why I care so much about this topic of influence. And I also talk about the great advice and the importance of supporting others. And I also share what I'm learning from guests and their stories. I tell my kids about your nice notes and messages and how great it feels to give something to folks that they find valuable and useful. It feels really good. This week, as I have been buried preparing for a course that I'm teaching, I was sitting on the floor of my office when my daughter got home from school a few days ago, and I was surrounded, I mean, literally surrounded by piles of paper and draft PowerPoint slides of books and just stuff everywhere. And she came in and she asked me how the course was coming along because she knew I was working on it. 
and I told her that I was feeling a bit overwhelmed. As she looked at the mess, she commented on how hard it would be for me or anyone else to focus when they're surrounded by so much mess and so many piles. And of course, that is an excellent point. She then went on to give me a really great pep talk that sounded mm, oh so familiar. It was a version of a pep talk that I have often given her when the workload of life and school begins to feel a bit overwhelming. Now, life in the seventh grade, as you no doubt will remember, is no picnic. Her pep talk included some of my favorite nuggets about breaking things into pieces and remembering that it's about the journey and what we're learning, not necessarily about the final grade or destination. Even though that's important, the process for getting us there, the journey, is where we'll spend most of our time. So making sure that the overall experience is one in which we're really learning from is much more valuable in the long run. She also reminded me of something else that I often say and that I hear echoed in one form or another on this podcast, and that is to focus on how you can add some value to the other person. Create not to please an audience, but to serve an audience, to meet the audience where they are, and to share something that you have found personally valuable. And it's something that I try to do every week here at She Said, She Said podcast. Now, friend, hearing all of this played back to me by my daughter at a moment when I really needed to be reminded of my own good advice was a good and honestly very proud moment for me as a mom. It reminded me yet again of one of the most important reasons why our influence matters And how we can sometimes overlook our most powerful opportunity because we are too busy or distracted to see them. I've recently read a terrific book by social psychologist and professor Jessica Bonds. It's called You Have More Influence Than You Think, How We Underestimate Our Power of Persuasion and Why It Matters. It's a great book, especially if you're interested in this topic of influence. I was thinking about an example that Jessica shares in the book about a study she conducted to test how much influence people think they have on others versus how much influence they actually do have. As part of this study, she recruited people to participate, and she told them that they were going to leave the lab and go outside and approach a random stranger of the same gender and give that person a compliment. Specifically, she told participants to compliment the stranger on their shirt. Now, before sending participants out, she asked them to guess how good this compliment that they were about to give would make the stranger feel. Then she gave participants an envelope to hand to the other person right after complimenting them. Now, inside the envelope was a survey asking the stranger that they had just complimented how the compliment made them feel, and then a second envelope where the stranger could then write their answer without the participant seeing it, i.e. making the stranger more honest, potentially. And guess what she found? It actually changed the way that Professor Bonds interacts with strangers. The strangers who were approached wrote consistently that the compliments from someone they didn't know made them feel more flattered and better than the participants had expected. She then conducted a second study where they tested how annoyed a stranger would be from receiving an unsolicited compliment. 
overwhelmingly, the recipients of the praise appreciated the compliment more than the people offering it had anticipated that they would. So friend, here's the bottom line. People underestimate how good a simple compliment will make others feel, and they overestimate how annoying it is to be stopped by a random stranger who wants to express their admiration or to share a compliment. Professor Bonds says that her work actually illustrates something else. And it's something that we've talked about here on this podcast as an important component for building influence. People often underestimate how appreciated and how good it makes others feel when we express our gratitude for the impact that they have had on our lives. And we overestimate how it will make others feel awkward when we do share those feelings. We get busy and we get distracted and we can forget to tell the people in our lives who are closest to us and who may need to hear it the most how much we value them or to share with them some specific way that they have made us feel good or have done something that we truly appreciate. We may not fully appreciate how valuable a gift that can really be. That is true, of course, for those closest to us for sure, but as Professor Bonds points out, it's also true for others we may not know as well or even complete strangers who might be a future potential connection or or part of our network as we grow it. I have particular friends who do this incredibly well and who have always set a great and influential example for me. It's something I wish I did more of, and honestly, I'm going to recommit to spend some of my morning reflection time for this purpose as a result. Back to my earlier story about the pep talk that I received from my daughter, I'm glad that I shared my struggle with her because it gave her a chance to help me, and that, of course, made us both feel good. It gave me a chance to illustrate in real time that just because we know the tools and we know how to use them doesn't mean that we don't need help or reminders to use them and to also take a step back when we need to. And it gave me a chance to tell my daughter how much I valued her for sharing her thoughts with me. I could have in the moment decided not to share my struggle with her, but honestly, it would have been a missed opportunity for both of us. And one other thing, I was also proud of myself for not beating myself up too much for actually needing to be reminded of all of this. Hello, little perfectionistic brain. That too is an important point. Friend, own the struggle, the failure, and the challenge. Admit it, get some help, and for goodness sakes, keep on going. On that note, I would love to hear what's on your mind and what topics related to influence or anything else you might like to hear about on this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, don't forget how incredibly influential you already are and all the ways that you can be sharing that positive influence with those around you. Until next week, you take care and I'll talk to you soon. She Said, She Said podcast is produced weekly by She Said, She Said Media.